0: This is the Hunt for Wellness podcast with Steve Schaefer, 57 GMO. It's another great day for wellness and this is Bones bringing the packs of F3 Nation the latest strategies and tips to accelerate their king and optimize their queen. Health is a journey and requires you to take a proactive approach on a daily basis. Knowing exactly what to do and how to do it will help you achieve it faster. Each week we are going to be interviewing the leading health and wellness experts, sharing inspiring stories from the packs, and diving into the latest research to help you optimize your health. So get ready as we embark on your hunt for wellness.
1: Scratch and Win here, Executive Director for F3 Foundation, reminding all the PACs that the Accelerate campaign is going on now through November 30. The Accelerate campaign represents an opportunity for the PACs to give back to something that's given us so much. And when you give to Accelerate, you're helping to expand F3 Nation, and we're making grants all across the country to projects that are led by the PACs and are achieving local charitable impact. So if F3's meant something to you, if it's changed your life, like it's changed mine, I invite you to give today. To make your investment, you can visit f3foundation.org or just text the word ACCELERATE to the number 44321 and help us give this gift away to the next man. Remember, there's a good chance your company will match your donation and we've made that process really easy. The F3 region that has the most donors will receive this year's custom Accelerate Shovel Flag. Thank you for giving and helping to accelerate F3 Nation's mission and impact through generosity. Now, enjoy your podcast, and we'll see you in the gloom. Well, welcome back to another edition of the
0: Hunt for Wellness podcast. This is Dr. Tunis Hunt, otherwise known as Bones in the Gloom and PAX. Got another fantastic show for you today with an extremely high-impact man. Uh, I first learned about this man about two years ago uh, just through some chatter from some other leadership across the nation about this guy that's just making things happen out in the Midwest and just leading uh, the packs to new heights. And so I wanted to learn a little bit more about this guy myself and, and did have the opportunity and the pleasure to meet him in person at the 10-year about a year ago. So we uh, briefly had a chat on the beach after the morning beat down uh, before all the festivities uh, started. And I will say firsthand, super enjoyed talking to him, super enjoyed learning about what he's doing, and more importantly, what he's doing for the nation. And, of course, I am talking about none other than Steve Schaefer, or otherwise known as GMO in the gloom. Welcome to the show, my brother.
2: Hey, Bones, thank you so much for that introduction. I don't know if I can live up to that thing. You mentioned the tenure, and then you said sand. It's like, I hate sand. I don't like working out in sand. I don't like sand anywhere near me. So that's maybe my kryptonite. So I'm uh, looking forward to someday doing a GTE on the beach, which is going to help me get over that little annoyance. But thank you so much for the introduction
0: yes, and 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 uh, all well deserved. And to your point about the sand, I did have the opportunity to, to do a GTE on a coast in Myrtle Beach. And I will say that sand gets everywhere. And I and I was personally, you know leading up to it. I'd done some other uh, grow rocks or, or and go rock events in the past, and leading up to it, that was the thing I was most nervous about was a, the ocean in the middle of the night, and then crawling. On the sand. And I will say that uh, that proved to be the most difficult time. I remember in the middle of the night, we're a commando crawling on the beach in an area of the beach that just had tons of seashells. And (laughs) we had this uh, must have been an 80 pound sandbag that myself and oh, I'm going to think of the uh, John Hennett. uh, What is his uh, F3 name? Oh God! Yes, I'm. I'm. It's going to come to me, and I apologize, brother. Uh, for for, for blanking on your name right now. But uh, anyway, he and I were on the beach, just dragging this thing up and down the sand, and I that my my elbows and knees sure. were completely cut up. So you have a a a, a right to be fearful of the the <laughs> sand aspect of exercise because. Uh, it certainly a gets everywhere, and b uh, can can lead to a, to a lot of rashing, if you will. Uh, like like it takes
2: uh, chafing to a whole nother level. Like maybe <laughs> a, a hunt for wellness on chafing uh, management uh, would be a good future episode. That's
0: that's right. That's right. That, that's a good health tip for the COT. I'll, I'll look go. into uh, some strategies. Well, enough about me. Enough about my uh, experience with with that. What we're here to learn about is you. And more importantly, kind of how and what you're doing from a wellness and health perspective. But before we jump into that, um, I'd like for you just to walk us back as far as how you learned about F3, how you were EH'd about it, and certainly why the name GMO.
2: Sure. Um, so I've been doing F3 for about four and a half years. Uh, actually are coming up on uh, F3 St. Louis's five year anniversary this weekend where slaughter, um, CSD, scratch and winter coming into town. So it's really a great time to reflect on, on my F3 journey, but uh, I was about um, 60 pounds heavier uh, at the time. And I had started to, well, maybe a little bit of my health, health journey as we start out, because that's really where it, it comes from, is um, I was diagnosed with, you know, very close to diabetes, uh, heart, uh, high blood pressure, um, the, um, what uh, you know, uh, some issues with, uh, the, the, what is it? Uh, I'm skipping around here bones. What's the lipitor, the,
0: like a statin.
2: Yeah. Statin. Right. So, um, and it was my 13th medication. My doctor was prescribing wow. me to counterbalance another medicine. And I was like, at that point, I was like, I really got to take ownership of my health, you know, my God-given body that uh, I wasn't taking care of and not leading myself. So therefore not leading my family very well either in that department. Um, And so, uh, you know, one thing led to another. I hurt myself on a treadmill trying to do it myself. I did this program, that program, and then Yodel uh, locally just said, hey, we got this group of guys that are working out outside, it was May. So it was beautiful here in St. Louis. And um, I, I did it. And it, it was funny, I could only do three pushups. And I couldn't run, you know, 100, 100 yard, uh, 100 yard, uh, uh, you know, I, I couldn't even mosey it, it was it was so bad. So, um, you know, just, you know, one thing led to another, and it just revealed itself. And, and for me, it was just a lot of clown carring, to pick you up because I wouldn't get up myself. I needed to know that another man was going to be at my driveway, uh, to, to get me to a, a workout. So just that bro- brotherly love and the fellowship is what kept me coming back. Um, GMO, they named me uh, because I work at Monsanto bear crop science now, and, uh, we have genetically modified seed and traits. So it, it was, uh, genetically modified organism but i've changed it to gen- genetically modified old man so we kind of, have <laughs> they were going to name me fish killer and i was like no that's not true that's that doesn't happen and they're like all right we're sticking with gmo so it's uh, kind of served me well it's kind of funny too a little bit of my health journey uh was that um i was fine with it and then the more i interacted with a, a local pax honeypot and I was having these aches and pains. And uh, he said, you might want to try going plant-based. And I had just put in a big uh, kind of outdoor kitchen. And I told my wife, and she's like, Steve, because she doesn't call me GMO. She said, Steve, what, uh, what the heck? We just did this outdoor kitchen. We love beet. I'm like, I know, but I got to take better care of myself. And I got to you know, try this new diet out. So um, it's been a, that's also been a really great journey for me as well.
0: Yeah, and we can dive into a little bit of those Mm -hmm. details here as we go through the show. So um, how maybe I missed it. How many years ago was this when you learned about F3?
2: Yeah, four and a half years ago. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of funny, too. It was a little bit of my background, too, just uh, some abuse uh, emotionally, physically from an alcoholic father and I I grew to not trust men. Uh, A little bullying in high school and I was done and really never had a male friend. And so when Yodel invited me to F3, it was not necessarily the 60 pounds and the three Merkins, it was just being around men in an unstructured way. Um, You know, I could lead men when there was authority and kind of a corporate organization behind me, but it was a lot different kind of being in in a, quote, locker room type environment. Um, but again, the brotherly love kind of kind of stripped away that that whole perspective, you know. Led some uh, small group discussions in F three as part of the second third F, and then uh, site Q. Uh, not too long after that, uh, Nantan for the region, which is like you know, here's a guy who was afraid of being around men, leading men. You know, this is like a, a new name and a, a new identity for me. And then about a year after that, Doa um, tapped me uh, because I was. I'm also very much of an efficiency nut. So I was on the nation slack, just here's what I'm trying to figure out. How did you do that? Um, How could we do this better? And, and through what I was contributing and and interacting with uh, Doa tapped me about a year after and said, "Um, how long have you been Nantan? I said, a year. He said, how long did you come in? I said, two years. And he said, we'll see. So from there, he uh, asked me to step up and be um, the head of sectors. So, What I love about it, just having been a Nantan, is that it's a node, uh, a part of the organization, not trying to be too bullfrog here, that we're closely connected to and representing and advocating for the Nantans, who are our leaders, right, at the region level. So it was uh, previously nation here, regions here, and they would tell us kind of what they were planning, and all I wanted to do on those Nantan calls was like, help me, you know, how did you do this? So, I love this this sector responsibility because we're uh, connecting with and and coaching and coordinating and supporting uh, the NANTANS, number one, to be better leaders, uh, to help solve problems, uh, but also encourage them to continue to accelerate their region and, you know, fulfill the mission. I've got uh, six guys on on the team with me who we've got the U.S. uh, broken up into six sectors, and their responsibility is to connect, coach, and coordinate with the regions that are, you know, broken up within those sectors. So a lot of high impact, men I get to surround myself with the nation SLT, as well as the men that uh, are on the sectors team with me as well.
0: Yeah. And then you guys are kind of on a, are you meeting on a monthly basis, a weekly basis? How often are you kind of having mm-hmm. this influence?
2: Just the commitment that uh, these guys have, we meet as a leadership team for sectors every other week uh, at Mm -hmm. lunch just to say what's going on, what are you learning, what are you hearing, how can we do this better. But those guys, those sector queues, um, they are meeting with uh, at least on a call monthly with the Nantans within the sector, but they got to build that relationship first. So they're calling the Nantan, how are you doing, where's your region at, what can we do to help, here's some ideas, here's where you might get connected. Um, so there's a, a, it's amazing the, the significance of time and, and energy and emotion uh, that these guys are putting into support uh, and encourage the, the Nantans who are also on the front lines supporting and encouraging their packs so or just trying to get, uh, you know, shoulder to shoulder with them to understand where they're at and, and what we can do to help them, not just with F3, but also who are you as a man? Uh, how is your leadership? What are you struggling? So it's a little bit of a leadership development aspect uh, as well. Uh, The other thing that's really great too is we're connecting across. So Beans is in charge of expansion and then also Bono's in charge of leadership development. So we're creating an SLT at the sector level so that we're really well connected as to what's coming into uh, the sector as regions for F3. But then also once we're there, build a relationship, understand where the man is, where the region is, and we can pull in some leadership development opportunities to help them continue to accelerate. Sometimes it's about stagnation. They're, They're just stuck. And so how do we get a bit of a breakthrough there as well?
0: Yeah, I think that's a great model. And I think what you guys are doing is invaluable as far as a supporting these guys out there across the country. And then more importantly, helping them and empowering them to just be those uh, impact leaders in their own communities which is really w- the beauty of f3s right it's, it's it's at that local level that that really matters and not um, you know this top-down approach which yeah. unfortunately permeates uh, permeates rather you know most organizations uh, so i love right. uh, the model and what you guys are doing just interested uh you know we're recording this in the fall of 2022 how many nantans are there across F3 as we speak? Well, we're close to 285
2: regions, so that would be 285 Mantans, right? Okay. All of the promotion we've done here recently with the podcasts and uh, Art of Man, uh, the um,
0: GMA, the show,
2: Good morning, America. Yeah, but then also New York Times, but then our helmet was just on the... um, not the art of manliness it's the it's the one with ryan Mickler. um sorry i'm stumbling around here
0: yeah uh, I, I i i know i know it i just can't think yeah. of the name of it either right? yeah but anyway
2: we've got like 190 guys that have reached out uh, according to beans on the expansion side 190 men who have heard that those podcasts and those articles and reached out to say how do i get f3 started in wow my region so it's pretty amazing kind of the influx of men loneliness wanting to connect and get in shape but also you know build this community of of male
0: leaders and then as far as uh engagement of those nantans across the nation how many are you guys able to kind of be pretty engaged with in other words is there a is there a gap between wanting to engage with more nantans and they're just not connecting Um, because obviously as pax listen to this show you know what part of this is hopefully they will go to their nantan and say hey here's this resource if you're not tapping into it already how can we get engaged as a region to make sure that we are getting this information from gmo and some of the other sector cues as far as being supportive Uh, so two questions one is a are we missing some or are we getting good engagement and then b if uh there is a region that needs to get engaged what are some steps for them to do that
2: yeah so the the sector queues are are really engaged obviously connecting with with the nantans and managing the turnover so it's not just new nantans but it's a lot of turnover that they're um, trying to connect with as well so i wouldn't say that we have uh, a challenge for the sectors to connect uh, with the nantans um, but the the and it's free to lead, too. So there are certain regions, certain antans that are kind of tapped back saying, I'm good. Thank you. But no, thank you. I'm, I'm doing fine. And, and, you know, that's great, too. It's like you're free to lead, you know, and uh, connect if you want to. Um, what we need to do better, though, Bones, you're, you're kind of calling attention to it, especially as the organization is um, expanding, is do a better job on the uh, maybe the website, uh, putting a page there, talking about the organization. Um, would be and then also we're in the Nantan channel all the time promoting when we're having these calls what we're learning who the points of contact are um, but sometimes you know you're talking to to Nantans and they're fine but then also what we need to do is make sure we're promoting this at the PAX level because in some cases the PAX hear a new idea or a suggestion through the podcast or the articles or the the newsletter and they're the ones that are driving Uh, kind of this new opportunity or a connection with another region. So uh, we we need to do better at at communicating about this, this organization too.
0: Got it. So maybe something on the website that we can direct people to as far as getting connected. And then certainly on the Slack channel, the national Slack channel, there's a Nantan channel that Nantans can get part of. Okay. Perfect, man. All right. Well, Let's uh let's switch gears here and kind of concentrate a little bit about you and your personal journey. It sounds in your introduction, you kind of alluded to a few facts. One that you were overweight, you changed some dietary practices. So I'd love to kind of unpack that and 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 learn a little bit of of the why behind it. And then certainly the, the lessons learned and things that you can pass on to other men that may want to follow in your footsteps. So before we start though, and before you kind of allude to all that, give us a little bit about if no one's ever met you, uh, paint a picture of, you know, who you are, what you look like, uh, way, age, uh, weight, um, just so that as people, um, listen to some of your advice, they have an idea of, uh, who's speaking. Well, I've,
2: I've, uh, am a, a, okay looking, uh, bald man. Um, I, I do, I can still grow hair on my, my head. I have a nice, uh, kind of a Sean Connery beard, I would say, um, six foot and I was, uh, 260. I'm right at, uh, 200 at this point. And what's also amazing is I've been able to keep it off for the last probably four years. Um, both because of F3 and, and also obviously the decisions uh, I make. Um, the other is that um, I've also done the Pogo 40, right? The 40 pounds up, 40 pounds down. It seems like it's always at a major birthday. I lost a lot of weight at 40 and mm-hmm. gradually mm-hmm. gained it all back. And, uh, and then uh, when I was about, uh, I don't know, 52, 53, that's when I joined F3 and was able to keep it off. Um, the other is that, um, I had uh, a lot of joint problems and a lot of sinus problems. Like every year there'd be two or three sinus infections. And at one point I was also, I couldn't do, I was doing knee crinkle squats and it was really painful in my knees. And I was, uh, moving forward with the cortisone. I then moved into some monovis kind of gel, uh, in my knees under my kneecaps it would give me a little bit of relief for about six months and um and you know my insurance was about four thousand bucks so insurance would only uh do it for me every six months and it was like at five months the pain would come back and then i had to be in pain for a month before i could get the shot again then it was four months and they were recommending a a partial knee replacement. So just based on the earlier comment I made about uh, a local guy who's very plant-based kind of evangelist, honeypot, he kept suggesting that I um, try this plant-based diet, uh, which I did, and it was easier than I thought, and it was more profound than I thought. So not only did my knee pain go away, but also um, my intestinal, uh, making, making a stink in the house with my four ladies uh, was always a point of contention. The way I would kind of burp under my breath was always annoying to them. Uh, that all stopped. Uh, I mentioned my sinuses, so it, it cleared up my sinuses as well. Um, and I haven't had a sinus infection for, you know, the three years that I've been doing this. Um, I would say I'm probably about 85, 90 percent plant based because I don't want it to be a a point of contention or a point of of making other people adjust the menu because of me. Uh, So it's just um, it's been physically uh, a pretty major transformation, um, both at 57. I think uh, a year ago I did four grow rocks uh, in that year and was able to to obviously make it through those. And, and it's really a lot of because of the way I keep my joints lubricated by moving them, but also, uh, what I put in my body. Uh, the other thing is I I'm down, uh, to about, uh, I think it's three medications, uh, from those 13 that I mentioned earlier, um, which is pretty amazing as well.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. Um, you know how diet and food play such a role in our overall health. I, I, you know, unfortunately, mainstream medicine doesn't put as much emphasis on it. Uh, certainly, there's always the caveat of eat better, exercise more. That sometimes we'll hear from a physician here and there, but for the most part, they they don't really emphasize the power that food has over our bodies and what we're putting into our system on a daily basis makes yeah. such a big difference. And, you know, you're, a, you're, a walking testimony of exactly that, uh, which happened, um, uh, here you were on at, at your, at your highest point, how many medications were you on? 13, 13. How, how many? 13. Oh, 13. Yeah. So, which is 13, uh, many things to think about 10 too many for sure. And, uh, now, now to be back down to just three is, is pretty amazing, uh, transformation and just a testimony of your willingness to kind of do what it takes because that is part of the deal. Unfortunately, I think we have some in our, you know, things in our society or our mindset that, I'm going to do whatever I want and I want a pill or somebody else to fix me. And unfortunately one builds on the other and and, and we just don't take ownership of our own health. And, and certainly you're um, an ex, uh, the opposite of that. Someone who said, no, I want to do whatever I can and willing to do to the point of radically changing the lifestyle and the diet. You know, here you are, you invested this money into a nice, Uh, outside barbecue or patio kitchen with I'm assuming the full intention of grilling up steaks and briskets and all that kind of stuff. Right. So yeah,
2: Yeah, it's
0: crazy. So so to (laughs) abandon that uh, because of the belief system that I need to do something different to, to, to better my health um, is fantastic. So from a diet standpoint, obviously, you know, much more plant-based and i think everyone understands what that means was would you say that your diet didn't have any plant in it prior to that was it heavily um processed food what, what was your diet like before you changed it that you feel like is a, is a major catalyst of why you're doing better now I
2: just love steak. I love beef. I don't, I'm not a big chicken guy either, you know. Um, So it's just a a lot of meat and probably potatoes, just like I grew up, meat and potatoes Um, and any kind of vegetable had a a sauce or a lot of salt or butter on it as well. Uh, Which being plant-based, it's, uh, you know, a significant reduction of dairy, uh, which is, has been a good thing, I think, for my gut health uh, personally. But uh, yeah, it was, and it was a lot of, you know, chips and, and uh, sweets and snacks. I do have a major sweet tooth. Um, So yeah, it was, it was just unhealthy. And I think a lot of it too is, I know a lot of it is driven from my thoughts that lead to emotions that lead to behaviors. And those behaviors were trying to be the salve on the thoughts I was having. So I've done a lot of work. Uh, emotionally as well as spiritually in order to solve that not just put a band-aid on it or be able to tighten myself up and manage it for you know four or five months and then all of a sudden I gotta have this big release and I you know am in the pantry or in the refrigerator just going crazy and and trying to solve that kind of the root of the issue a lot of times is is are the thoughts i have and and that leads to emotions and those emotions create these behaviors you know whatever that is eating or social media or you name it, right? All the jester uh, can come into that as well. And then you do that and then you feel shame and then you feel guilty and then you do it again, right? You you hide it and uh, it gets a, a lot of out of control. The other thing I would say um, is a program that I've done and this will be the sixth year. It's called Exodus 90 and it's a, a spiritual program. I call it a spiritual third F CSOP and it's about a small group of men uh, it's about uh, prayer. Uh, but the, the second one is around asceticisms. And asceticisms in my faith are uh, denying yourself. And, and this program is so significant for 90 days leading up to Easter that you give up uh, sweets, uh, snacking between meals. Uh, you fast uh, two times a week, you give up social media, uh, movies. Um, you take cold showers. uh, So it's a a pretty severe. And I was I've also, you know, struggled uh, with with porn in my life. And I was listening to a podcast where this guy was promoting uh, Exodus 90. And he said, I'm heading into my 25th wedding anniversary. And I needed to be the man my wife deserved to marry. And I heard that I had, you know, my struggles and I was like, damn it. I did need to hear it. I did need to hear it. I don't think I can do it. Um, but the more I prayed about it and thought about it, knew I needed to go to another level uh, in my relationship. Uh, I asked a couple buddies, we decided to do it. And um, you know, for me, I was always kind of a whack-a-mole addict and, and compulsion guy where I'd push one thing down and two would pop up and, and I didn't need to try a program like this to go deeper in my faith, my relationship with my brother's, but then also just strip everything away. And uh, it has been a significant spiritual, emotional, and physical uh, impact on my life. So I can't talk about GMO or myself or my journey without mentioning this program uh, that I um, do every year. And every year there's one more thing that stays away after the 90 days. For instance, this year it's been no social media again. And I bring this up because the social media will trigger a thought. An emotion and then a behavior. So the more I can strip the stuff of this world away. uh, I have a a much better time leading my family, leading myself uh, to make better decisions.
0: Yeah, and that's that program sounds very interesting. Of course, you probably are familiar with the seventy-five hard sure, uh, yeah. conversation that quite a few PAX members have mentioned. And it's similar in premise as far as you kind of strip things down to some basics and, and really put yourself right. through a process of re-identifying what it is that's important and and sticking to those things. And we all are habitual in nature. Yeah. And unfortunately if we're not careful, we find ourselves slipping down that path. And you, you made a good point there as far as the the trigger, because I think people don't realize and and triggers can be good or bad. And when I coach uh, clients, it is about trying to find the good triggers to, to, to promote positive, you know, uh, habits. But at the same time, it's a matter of eliminating those negative triggers because, Uh, Most of us don't consciously wake up and say, I want to do these things incorrectly today. It's one small thing leads to promote something else, to to something else, to something else. And before we know it, we're, we're, you know, going down that pathway. So, so it sounds like that was the, one of the catalysts for you to change. Now, was this after learning about the plant-based diet or was the plant-based diet kind of part of that process? As well
2: so i did this program funny enough uh even before f3 uh so f3 part of the exodus program is daily rigorous exercise so uh that was a great ad f3 and, and the workout but um i used exodus 90 to help me because you're making a commitment to accountability to your brothers as well as to your you know, Heavenly Father, your SkyQ um, to stay on course. So I introduced the plant-based diet as part of the asceticism around you know, eating healthy and certainly not eating between meals, not eating sweet. So it was kind of a, a really nice fit there. The thing I, I've struggled a little bit with 75 Heart is the, seems like at some level you can also do it by yourself. Uh, and there's also not a necessarily a call to a higher power which for me is always necessary. Uh, In order to do something really, really hard is that kind of brotherhood piece, but then also the, the, uh, heavenly other world connection, uh, is important too.
0: Yeah. And I know most of the people that are successful at the 75 hard, uh, usually do team up with other men and it does certainly make that process uh, much more, uh, attainable and uh, having that accountability and, and, which is super important for health period, as far Mm -hmm. as that goes. So tell us a little bit, you know, you went from a plant or a kind of a meat potato, and it sounds like seed oil. Uh, A lot of times we talk about chips and all those other things, because I've coached enough people in life when it comes to diet and nutrition to know that across the board, regardless of what spectrum you're on, whether you're carnivorous and, and most of your uh, calories are coming from animal based protein, eggs, that kind of stuff, or more of that vegetarian and, or even veganism perspective. You know, obviously in both camps, you have people that emulate health. Cause you can't argue with that. You see people that quote unquote appear healthy on, on both spectrums. Uh, and then there's obviously everything in between. And what I found that regardless of the dietary preference, What's most important is not whether or not you eat a lot of meat or you eat a lot of vegetables, per se, as much as the avoidance of some of the things that we all know destroys our health, which is, you know, copious amounts of sugars, some of the artificial colors and sweeteners. We talk Mm -hmm. about seed oils and some of the inflammatory responses and primarily found in our baked goods, like the cookies and the crackers and all those things that just kind of create that inflammatory response. So I, I found people regardless of the dietary preference whether it's more vegetables or more meat as long as they kind of agree on avoiding some of that other stuff they really find themselves uh in a better place from their health and then it is about a you know a matter of dialing that that it Mm -hmm. dialing that in for preference because Mm -hmm. you know life is to be lived and if you love eating vegetables then eat them, you know, if that, if that's, and, and you're doing well, and you feel like you're thriving, do it. If you love eating meat, and you're able to do it and, and, and enjoy it, and and thrive, then by God, do it and, and, and keep moving. So as you transitioned, as you um, went from, you know, more of the meat based stuff, what have you found to be good substitutes? Or what, what is a kind of a typical dietary palate like for you now, uh, now that you're kind of incorporating much more vegetable?
2: Yeah, so I, 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 um, I, I do a lot of the kind of plant-based burgers, uh, tofu, um, certainly I, I love green beans and broccoli and potatoes and carrots and kind of the root vegetables too. There's a local company actually, a honeypot I had mentioned uh, called Rootberry, where they are uh, pre-made plant-based meals that are outstanding. So I'm not sure if they're uh, across the country. Um, the other is, you know, drinking a lot of water, uh, is critically important as well. I try and minimize any of the, the milk or certainly I don't drink soda or anything like that as well. I do love bourbon. I am an amateur mixologist, so I'll partake in that, uh, periodically. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and, you know, the, the snacking is a banana or an apple, um, orange, right? So I'm pretty, pretty and I'm also a a very much of a routine, like the less decisions I have to make. um, So I eat a lot of the same things all the time. I wear a lot of the same clothes uh, as well, you know, and, and uh, um, I don't like to make as many, I like to save my decisions and the effort I put into that in other aspects of my life.
0: Yeah, Yeah. no, I mean, there's, there's a lot to say about simplicity. I'm a, habit guy myself, and I, I I gravitate towards similar things on a day-to-day basis. I find that it just keeps it simple. Uh, I know that there's multiple examples of highly successful entrepreneurs out there that are classic or, or, or famously known for just wearing the same color t-shirt and, and pants right. on a day-to-day basis just because it's one less thing to worry about. It's one less thing to 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 even put your mind power to. Uh, as far as uh, creativity or or whatever else you're doing. So it sounds like you've kind of dialed in a handful of things that you really enjoy and it kind of keeps your guardrails up as long as you're kind of staying with those things on a week-to-week basis, you find yourself uh, not getting off the the, the rails as, as often. Right, yeah. Okay, perfect. So let's talk about, we've been talking about feeding ourselves the queen Tell us a little bit about your routine when it comes to going out and posting in the gloom. Are you a day, every day, week type of post guy? And, and what kind of AOs are, are you typically hitting up as far as style of exercise? Yeah, I'm uh,
2: right now. I am um, probably about four days, uh, sometimes three. Um, I've got a torn rotator cuff that I'm going to be going in for surgery uh, December 5th. Uh, so I've had to take it a little bit easy there. Um, and most of it is just a generic uh, traditional body beat down. Uh, I do rock, right? That's okay for me to do with my shoulder. It's good fellowship. Uh, and then also GTEs. I, I'm not much of a runner. Um, I've actually done 23 and me and somehow it can tell based on my genetics, it's like, you are not likely to enjoy Mm -hmm. running. It was the weirdest thing. I don't know where they get that from, but uh, it was validated then. Uh, But then also doing iron packs too is another thing where some of the, it's a lot of running. And uh, that's actually, as I'd mentioned before, some of the emotional, mental abuse and, and bullied in high school, pretty bad as part of cross country. And so I don't know at this point if, I'm not a good runner if I don't like running or if this is a story I've been telling myself since I was uh, 16 years old. Mm. So it's uh, been something, again, another thing with F3 is just like it uh, you get a new name, you get a new identity, but also maybe it uh, sheds some scales of who you thought you were, what you could and couldn't do to maybe who you really are. And, um, I'm at the point now in my fitness to say, maybe if I did a little training or I got some advice, maybe my posture, maybe the way I'm breathing, um, maybe, maybe I could be a runner and it's kind of a transitional point I'm at right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's interesting about the 23 and me. I, of course, I'm familiar with the lab testing. We do it ourselves and, and have worked with individuals who have done it. I've never really looked into or seen results around actual styles of fitness that would be optimal for somebody or not. And maybe I just overlooked that, but that's interesting uh, to, to say the least. Uh, and certainly one of those things that you can justify not liking running for sure. <laughs> and like anything though, I mean, to your point in what you were kind of alluding to, uh, we're good at things we do. And we're not good at things that we don't put a lot of attention to, and so you possibly could become better and more proficient, or even enjoy it, the more the more you tried it. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I think there's things that we gravitate to for a reason, and and I'm personally similar to that. I I, I never historically was a big runner, just for the sense of running. I played soccer uh, growing up, so I ran just by default of, of the sport, but I never loved the idea of just going out and running for an exercise perspective. Not that I can't do it or don't do it. I, I recently did the blue Ridge relay and, and, and some of those things I do primarily for the second F aspect uh-huh. of things, not necessarily the first F uh, accomplishment, although it's always nice to check the box and, sure. and say you've done things. But I, I I've mentioned multiple times on the show that, I'm in my i I perceive my worst shape the more I run because personally I do better with more of the explosive heavier Great. lift type of exercise personally than than being runner now having said that I'm a little bit built for running I, i'm i'm, I'm yeah. tall and skinny and so I can do it and yeah. I can do it relatively well but I never, en- I've never enjoyed, I, we have packs that just, they love it. I mean, they go out and they run 40, 50 miles a week. And I, I just, I just am not drawn to that. And, and so I can empathize with you when you say <laughs> you don't like running, because if, if I had a choice, I just, I wouldn't do it uh, either uh, other than for an event or or something like that.
2: Yeah it's just one of those things that I'm just evaluating, right. how much of it yeah. is here or my frustration or my past, I may not end up liking it, but I feel like I need to lean into it, you know, and, uh, learn a little bit more, maybe of myself. And, and, and it's also a good yeah, time to some fellowship and ask some, another guy for help and what, uh, and what and why he does what he does. Uh, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. And, uh, um, you know, I, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with those that want to do it and, and, yeah. and like to do it. And to them, that's just their, their cup of tea and, and kudos to them. But I also don't believe every person should aspire to or the fitness uh, definition isn't, in my opinion, someone that can run long miles. And if you can't do it, then you're not in shape. There's just other ways of doing it and um treating uh patients of all ages i will say mm-hmm. that i do treat a lot of uh quote-unquote retired uh chronic runners with bad knees and ankles and everything else so th- yeah. everything comes with a cost so yeah, just yeah. Uh, keep that in mind as well uh, especially with your history of of some yeah. of the joint pain and stuff yeah. like that That's True. Okay.
2: <laughs> I'll maybe back off of it a little bit. Yeah,
0: yeah. again.
2: It's going to venue Venmo you here. Uh, oh, most. yeah, consultation. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: appreciate it. No problem. Well, you mentioned being part of Grow Rocks. Are you doing that as a participant? Are you part of the training trainers? Mm-hmm. Uh, how how, how is, What's your role with that typically? Yeah, Just to back up a little bit too, when
2: I was Nantan, I was interviewing a lot of uh, Nantans that were um, accelerating. Uh, the region and i just like was, uh, to help my region uh accelerate and grow and they said uh you need to get a, a gte you need to get a grow ruck in your in your region so from that and it was something i heard about and said no way would i ever do that both uh the fitness and the rocking and the the distance and the suffering um but i love my packs more than i love my ideas and are my resistance so did KC Louisville, uh, St. Louis uh, got one, and then I did uh, Charlotte, and um, Charlotte was the first one that I had uh, done. Some uh, trainer was a was a T T two and then was a T1 um, recently as well. So, but I also have got the shoulder issue. So I had to kind of bow out for that uh, a little bit because it's ideal to not just be a trainer and share your journey and train, you know, and grow school and do the rally and do the King builder. But it's, uh, it's important for you to go under the log with the packs. So um, I'm, I'm uh, December 5th thing, this shoulder going to, do my PT and hopefully I'll be able to do a, a GT this, this next year. So,
0: yeah, that's, and, and to your point, I, I don't know if everyone realizes that the trainers come in and not only teach, but do get part of, part of that process is getting under the log and, and experiencing the grow ruck experience just like all the other packs members as part of that. And so I know at one point, I think slaughter had told me he'd done like 15 or 16 in a row and just that's a lot of commitment, man. uh, I know he's part of the cadre Academy now, so not not under the log as often, but uh, it's certainly a, a commitment and I know um, uh, packs appreciate when you can get over there and do it. So good luck on the surgery. Hopefully that uh, isn't a long recovery process and you're able to get back up under the log, uh, you know, here soon. So speaking of the gloom, obviously you go about four days a week. You find that, you know, you're staying relatively consistent. For you, what is it that helps you stay consistent going? Or what is it that helps you? We use the term daily red pill. What, what kind of keeps you motivated to keep taking that on a week-to-week basis?
2: You know, it's, it's really a, a realization of uh, do you want to have a better life? Um, and do you want to lead others? And do you want to be a pro versus a mascot? And if that's one of the commitments I made being an Antan, but certainly as a leader at the nation level, is I gotta take care of myself. And I've got to do the work in order to lead the work that's gotta get done to, you know, change the world one man at a time, uh, through our mission. And so it's it's part of wanting to make sure that I do take that daily red pill and I am out in the gloom, even though I've got a bad shoulder and I can't do a Merkin. It's, I don't like it, right? I don't like doing what I want to do or what is directed to do in the beatdown. And I hope that me showing up in the gloom and having to modify sends a message to the man next to me that this program uh this mission is important for you to get out of bed get outside be with other men do what you can do modify as needed don't don't modify you know the 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 effort right which i'm doing i'm pushing my effort uh, but it's also, you know, humility is a good antidote to pride. And so there's a little bit of uh, emotional, spiritual exercise in, in being humbled and uh, being a role model for others that uh, a lot of times you lose a guy when he's hurt or damaged physically or emotionally. Uh, and then it doesn't take me more than probably missing four workouts before I start to slide back into sad clownville and feeling sorry for myself and that's not good for me it's not good for what I want to accomplish need to accomplish or uh, my wife too um, you know is a huge supporter of me taking care of myself because I take better care of her Um, and right now too I'm I'm dealing with uh, blessed to deal with some major health issues with my parents who have become my 2.0. So it's, it's a little bit knowing I need to do it, but also I, I want to be there for others. And I know I need this routine of, of getting up every day. It's kind of funny too. I, I started off with uh, my chiropractor saying, you know, I get up at 4.30 and I'm struggling to get back to sleep. And, you know, a lot of times I'll call it the battle blanket royale. Well, I'll turn the blankets to one side and stress and worry about the day and then pull him on the other side. And he looked at me, he's like, Steve, maybe this is God's way of just saying you need to get up. And it was funny, you know, that, that those words from another man, changed my perspective to where then f3 came into my life and and i resisted it and eventually it's like four twenty eight i look at my watch yeah my alarm's about to go off in two minutes it's like you know crazy so again another evidence of something i thought i was you know a night owl well nothing really good is happening after nine o'clock at night anyway so just get to bed and get up early and work out So it's a little bit of a protectionism, but also an accelerator for me.
0: Yeah, it's amazing how our bodies get in tuned with our routine and why I preach to to many people. It's like stay on that routine, regardless of the day a week. A lot of times people, well, Mondays I post, so I get up this time, Tuesdays I don't. So I sleep in and kind of throws people off. But the more consistent you are, to your point, I mean, I rarely ever hear my alarm go off before I'm already halfway conscious. And, and ready to kind of turn it off. And I, I do it quickly because, you know, my, my M is there, and she may not be sharing the same wake-up time as, as me, although she will. Uh, to her credit, uh, we're both our early bed people and early yeah. risers. Just kind of we find it works best for us and what we want to accomplish for the day. When you mentioned kind of your why and your motivation, I, I couldn't help but hear really the theme of it, it wasn't about – your own personal acceleration as much as what you can bring to the table for the other men in the gloom. And certainly, or if it was about your own benefit, it was because it allows you to be a better father, better husband, a better leader. Uh, again, one selfish, it was something bigger than ourselves. And I think that's, what's very attractive about F3 men in general, I mm-hmm. think. Most of us and 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 probably all of us show up to our first workout thinking about what this is going to do for us. That's just why people mainly go exercise. And it, that's how you learned about F3, and it was about going and exercising, you probably were going with the intention of what I could do to improve my own health, but it very quickly becomes this bigger than ourselves thing. Uh perspective so if a guy or you you know packs were struggling with staying consistent or finding the benefit of going to f3 do you have any pointers to kind of maybe get them refocused uh, of why they may want to consider or uh, or be a little bit more consistent in the gloom
2: well you know i it's funny i just recently um reaching out to a couple guys, we've got a kill the cotter campaign, right? Who are the guys that you haven't seen around and just check in with them and see how they're doing and and maybe uh, see how they're doing. First of all, I care about you, but what's going on and, you know, we miss you out in the gloom. Uh, The other is um, I'll also go out of my way, but it's not out of my way. It's just the way I go uh, to just say, how about if I pick you up? You know, any kind of anything I can do to get that guy either to come the first time or to re-engage is to just offer that I'll, I'll come pick him up. Um, I, I did that two weeks ago on a Saturday and, you know, it's nice for the fellowship and the clown card there and back, you know, and he said, you know, I've recently gotten married. I uh trying to have a kid. We had a miscarriage. I kind of need this. Um would you help me and it was just a random text to say hey miss you what's going on um and it wasn't even an offer it's just i miss you and and what's going on how are you doing and you know one thing led to the next so it's uh caring more about you know the other guy and uh also you know i found too that you've got to protect yourself and your time uh and we're seeing this too as we've come out of covid where guys are all of a sudden extremely busy getting back to work kids are in school uh there's less time for fellowship there's less time to think outside of your little concentric circa circle um and so i've been challenging guys to say what other decisions and priorities do you have that you might want to change if you're passionate about this f3 mission and if you don't have enough time to just ask how are you doing or to reach out to a guy that you've missed, or even invite an FNG. Um, I would just challenge you know the guys to think about the priorities in their life and, and where they're spending their time. Not every guy is gonna wanna go there, right? They need to focus on the concentric. I'm just saying, you know, part of it's the Exodus 90 experience. You've got a lot more free time. You can do a lot more than you think you can if you're not distracted with, with other things that are unproductive or unhealthy in your life.
0: Yeah, I mean it is about uh, prioritization on a daily basis. We have more time than we, you know, absolutely believe we have, and most of us spend it on searching down rabbit holes. And to your point, you mentioned social media. That's one of those things that absolutely will suck the time out of you if if you allow it. And I know a lot of guys in our region have made commitments to be better about that or eliminate this or, or, or that. And, and it's really has paid dividends to them as far as, um, you know, uh, getting their time back and, and putting what's important to them, uh, you know, back, back in front and, and accomplishing really more than they thought they could accomplish. So yeah, completely agree with you there. Um, what are you currently working on as far as your own? Um, I mean, so you mentioned grow rocks. obviously you have the shoulder thing. Are you training for anything right now? Or are you just kind of putting everything on the back burner uh, until the surgery's over? Is there anything you're working towards specifically fitness-wise? Fitness-wise, uh, no. And I wish I had
2: something, uh, but I've got to keep it in balance with uh, the next 20 feet in front of me, right? And so right now it's uh, just being consistent, um, not decelerating on that consistency. Uh, modifying as needed get the surgery do the PT um, still come out right so uh, hopefully after a couple weeks I'll be able to put a I'll be able to walk right so it's (laughs) nothing's happening to my legs so will you meet me out we'll do the warm-up hear the disclaimer come back for the COT but let's maybe my fellowship is going to accelerate you know through that period um you know some of the things that would be on my future would be a, you know something like a tough mutter uh, a lot of guys locally do that so I've never done one of those sounds like a lot of fun so but nothing I gotta keep the distance in front of me around the fitness side um and being consistent is is my focus right now I'm also like I mentioned just uh really spending a lot of time with my parents and helping them get through this phase in their life um and uh and um uh, yeah so that's that's a priority for me as my concentrica uh, we didn't talk you know in q source and the concentrica as your m and your 2.0 and your shield lock but i really looked at it as my parents now are coming back almost as my 2.0s i'm much more of a father a parent uh to them and all the things i did with my kids when they were young you know putting puzzles together and helping get their, get dressed and tie their shoes, you know, take them to their doctor appointments. Uh, I love that phase of being a father. So it's, it's just such a blessing to give life to the people who gave me life and, and, uh, interact with them with a lot of grace and mercy and, and time. Um, so.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and that's something, hopefully we all have the privilege of having one day as elderly parents that we get to, you know, uh, spend time with, and and they may need our assistance. And certainly, it's a, a different perspective uh, yeah. of life, and you have to juggle it just like you're doing it now, and 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 uh, adapt and switch and yeah. continue to do what you can. So
2: yeah, it's uh I've, I've used the hashtag a lot when interacting locally. A lot of support for me through this time. Just F three strong, right? F three prepared. I'm prepared for this flux in my life that I am blessed to to help with, but it's uh, F3 is uh, helping me stay strong and focused and uh, in a third F uh, living third uh, servant uh, mindset with them too. So it's good stuff.
0: Yeah. Now um, is, do you have any, crazy quote unquote crazy daily habits that your M just thinks is crazy i mean i know you mentioned when you first introduced the dietary change she was like you know what are you doing do you have something that she's just like i don't believe you do that on a day-to-day basis
2: she can't believe that i get up at 4 30
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that's one a lot a lot of you people know, will probably she,
2: share she can't believe that i um work out when it's you know 10 degrees here in yeah. st louis today was first cold day that I stood in the shower a little bit extra long, but I'm also gearing up for taking cold showers here starting on January 9th with next round of Exodus. So she was, um, she's just like, why Steve, why are you always trying something new? I was like, because that's how we're made to try something new. And it's a lot of fun to do it with your brothers. And, uh, and uh, she's much more of a consistent and a routine and don't disrupt it, but you know, me. So that's part of how we're going to, you know, do our marriage for the next uh, 30 years, hopefully. So,
0: yeah, keep her on her toes. And and I'm sure we all, we all do things that our M's probably just look at us and go, why? I know on several of my races or runs. And so she's like, why, why do you even do that to yourself? Because, you know, she'll see the aftermath. I'll come home and be miserable. And she's like, well, what you did it to yourself. And I don't know why. So I can, totally understand that. Well, awesome brother. Well, man, I could keep going, but uh, we're probably coming up on time here as far as, uh, uh, uh sharing, but, uh, I do have a couple of final questions for you. And, and the first is this, and you've already shared tons of great information as far as health and wellness goes, um, out there. But, uh, if you had, if you could share three tips or, or three things to help a sad clown or a PAX member struggling with their health, uh, what would three tips be to get them back on their hunt for wellness?
2: Uh one would be um partner up with a brother um for accountability. Shill lack like would be ideal. Um another is to um make a decision to not sabotage yourself. What are you trying to resist from becoming to keep yourself mediocre? And third is, who are the people you're doing this for? What is your why? What is your mission? Once you understand your mission, what you want to accomplish, the life you want to lead, uh, everything else falls into, into place for me. Uh, your priorities, your mindset, uh, and the people that uh, need you to be the leader that you're called to be.
0: Yeah, those are great tips. And I completely agree with every single one of them, You know, especially that why. If, if we don't have that defined why uh, we typically abandon a lot of things that we try to do, especially if it's difficult or a challenge to us, we don't have that well-defined why right. in place. It, it does become something that um, a lot of times is abandoned, unfortunately. So mm-hmm. great tips, brother. So I do have one final question for you, but before I do, I do want to just take a few more moments here and just acknowledge you and say, thank you once again for coming on the show and, Thank you again for being the leader you are, uh, not only locally in your region, but certainly on a national level. You know, this thing that we love called F3, uh, although it's free, uh, it's, it's not free from work. And it requires a lot of dedication from a lot of men across this country and, and world, really, as we continue to expand. And you've been one of those key people that continuously pour into the packs across the nation. And so thank you for that and uh, continue doing that uh, for us. Uh, we really appreciate it. If there was somebody that wanted to reach out to you personally, if there was uh they have a question for you or maybe a Nantan wants to connect or, or whatever, what are some best ways for them to do that? Uh,
2: the best way is GMO at F3Nation.com uh, would be an email. And then I'm always available on the nation Slack. You can DM or, or chat with me as well there. But uh um, and in, in Slack, you'll see my phone number too. So I'm open to a text or a phone call. So uh, F3 is a way that I'm really activating on my mission to change the world one man at a time and c- help create virtuous leaders to lead in our families uh, and our communities. So uh, whatever I can do, whatever word of encouragement or challenge I can uh, provide, I am absolutely willing to do with, with with whoever wants to hear or get a little GMO
0: Nice. And if you want to see a good was now picture, uh, you have your, your your avatar on that is a good, a good example of what that looks like. So good, good work, my friend. So my last question is this GMO, what is your definition of wellness? Um,
2: definition of wellness would be, um, holiness, uh, honestly, um, I'm a, a big and deep faith-filled guy. So wellness for me starts from a source, uh, would be number one. And from there everything flows. So stay holy, stay virtuous, uh, stay focused, and uh everything will fall into place would be my number one tip.
0: Thanks for listening to the Hunt for Wellness podcast. Please rate and review our show and be sure to share it with your F3 brothers. As always, we are looking for inspiring stories to share and health experts to interview. So if that's you, please reach out to me at bones at huntforwellness.com, on the nation Slack at Bones, or Twitter at HFW Podcast. And until next time, this has been Bones guiding the packs of F3 Nation on their hunt for wellness.